Good evening, everyone. Um, my name is Lydia, and for those of you who don't know me, I am the children's pastor here. Um, and I am used to speaking to a room of five-year-olds, so bear with me. I will try not to get too teachery with you all. So Josh is now saying on a pew because I was going to make a joke about him sitting down, and I decided not to make it, but sit down, Josh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so this evening, our passage comes from the Gospel of John, um, and I'm going to read that to us now. It's John chapter 6, verses 1 to 15. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee. That is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. So the series that we are looking at throughout these summer night talks is a series called Encounters with Jesus. And this is perhaps one of the most famous encounters with Jesus in the whole of the Bible. If I was to sit down with some of the kids from church and ask them to tell me a story from the Bible about Jesus, I'm almost certain that one of them would mention this story. This miracle is the only miracle that is recorded in all four Gospels. So this shows us the significance of this encounter. Charles Spurgeon says that it is in all four Gospels so that we won't forget how much the Lord can do with the little things that are yielded to him. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was to want to go and read about this miracle, to read this story, I'm not sure if the Gospel of John is the first place I'd think to look. I might think to look in my Jesus Storybook Bible if I was doing a kid's service, but I would most likely read this uh, miracle perhaps from the book of Matthew or maybe Mark. And what strikes me most about this account in the Gospel of John is that Jesus provides for his people abundantly. Verse 11 says, Jesus took the bread, he gave thanks, and he gave the bread to the people, inviting them to take as much as they wanted and he did the same with the fish. 
And this is in contrast uh, to the Gospels of Matthew and Mark, which both say that the people ate until they were satisfied. This is a key point in John's portrayal of this miracle, as he wants to show Jesus' abundance. But why? Why do we need this abundance from Jesus? Well, my first point this evening is that we need Jesus' abundance because we are needy. Just like the crowd in this miracle, we are extremely needy. Now, usually being needy sounds like a bad or a negative thing. We don't want to be needy. We don't want to need others. We would much prefer to be self-sufficient and to do things on our own. Now, Justin and I, we moved house a few months ago, and we had to carry lots of boxes out of the old house to the van, from the van, up the stairs into our new flat. And these boxes were quite heavy, and there were multiple times where Justin would see me carrying a box, struggling with it, and he would say, Lydia, do you need help with that? And of course, the feminist in me said, no, I'm fine, I don't need you, I can do it on my own. But really, I did need help. Really, I found it quite difficult to lift those boxes on my own. We like to think that we can do things alone, on our own terms, without the help of others. We are prideful, and we don't want to admit that we need help. We don't want to admit that we need God. But it is never a bad thing to be needy for Jesus. In fact, humanity is crying out for Jesus. We are so in need of his love and his salvation. After the wild year and a half we've had, and I don't want to go on about COVID, but life has been tough. For some of us, it might seem to be getting a bit better, but for many of us here, we feel beaten down. We're tired. We're struggling with our mental health. We can't see how life is going to go back to normal. For some of us this evening, we might be feeling emotionally needy. Or perhaps for others of us, we might be feeling socially needy. We might feel quite lonely. And that's okay. We can be needy for Jesus. He can provide for us abundantly. His sufficiency is enough. Now, just like this crowd was needy, they were physically needy, they were hungry, they wanted some dinner, they'd been out for a while, they hadn't remembered to bring any snacks with them. But not only were they physically hungry, they were also spiritually hungry. They were hungry for Jesus. The crowd's physical hunger and their inability to satisfy this hunger represents the spiritual needs of our sinful world. Later on in this chapter, Jesus tells the people that they were looking for him because they ate the bread and they had their fill. But really, they should focus on the food that endures to eternal life, which only he can provide. And this is the same for us. We cannot be satisfied with the physical things of the world, but only through the food that endures to eternal life. In John 10, verse 10, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus provides us with the most abundant life, the life that endures forever. So my first point is that we need Jesus' abundance because we are all needy. And my second point is that we need his abundance because we are inadequate. And what I mean by this is that we are inadequate on our own. In this story, Jesus turns to his disciple Philip and says, 
where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And John notes here that Jesus is testing Philip because he already knows what he is going to do. Now, wouldn't it be great if Philip turned to Jesus and says, Lord, I have seen you perform such great miracles, miracles of abundance. I'm sure you can provide food for all of these people. And I'm sure we'd like to think that that would have been how we would have responded. But in reality, I imagine that most of us would have responded just as Philip did, with worry and disbelief. Philip can't possibly perceive how they could feed all of these people. Now, this story is called the feeding of the 5,000, but that was only counting the men. If you were to count the women and children too, it is believed that there would have been more like 20,000 people there. So Philip's thinking, how on earth are we going to feed 20,000 people? That is not possible. And then another disciple, Andrew, presents a boy with five loaves and two fish. But he still doesn't believe that the food is going to stretch that far. Imagine if this evening you turned up to the barbecue and all Sarah had got ready was three burgers and two hot dogs. I don't think you'd be looking too impressed. But of course, Jesus could do so much with this small amount that had been presented to him. This is not only a story of a miracle, but it is also a parable teaching us about the abundance that Jesus can provide even through our inadequacies. The disciples and this boy give the little that they had, and Jesus made it into something so much more. Everyone had as much as they wanted to eat, and there was food left over. So my first point was that we are all needy, and perhaps right now you are feeling particularly needy for Jesus, or perhaps you are feeling particularly inadequate but you can still bring what little you do have to him. You can come, flaws and all, and offer Jesus what little you might have, and he can do so much with that. And this leads me on to my third point, which is that Jesus provides us with all we need and more. Jesus is not limited by our inadequate resources. He wasn't limited by this meager lunch, and he isn't limited today. He can use that little that we have, and he can turn it into something bigger. He will provide us with the things that we need in abundance. Now, like I said before, he told the people to eat as much as they wanted. And you are welcome to come to Jesus as much as you want and feed off of his living bread. Jesus says in verse 35 of this chapter, he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Jesus can supply both our physical and spiritual needs abundantly. Jesus satisfies our every need, and we can celebrate this. Tonight, we are celebrating Jesus' abundant provision through this barbecue and this time of worship together. We can rest on Jesus' perfect grace and his abundant provision. This evening, you might be feeling needy and inadequate, but you can still do wondrous things for God's kingdom. Jesus isn't limited by our lack of money, our lack of time, our lack of confidence. He wants to use you. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. 
for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. No matter how you are feeling this evening, God can use you. God's power is made perfect in our weakness. Our resources are never enough, but God has endless resources for us to use. And that could be in any area of our lives, perhaps at work or within our family lives. Wherever you feel weak, Jesus can still use you. Jesus abundantly meets our every need over and over again. The crowd was needy, but they were provided with an abundant saviour. Let's pray. Yes, Lord, um, we thank you that we can come to you and that we can be weak and needy. We thank you that you use us just as we are, flaws and all. We thank you for your abundant provision in our lives. And this evening, we ask for you to use us in our weakness. We thank you that your power is made perfect in our weakness, and we ask that you use us tonight, this evening, this week, going forward in our weaknesses. Amen.